بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته here we are continuing where we have started before talking about the case of توحيد ورمانتيزم tonight we are having the chapter number 50 discussing the case of the names some of you may say that this has already have been discussed before Truly, the case of Tawheed or Monotheism, the case of names and qualities, names and attributes, is a case that cannot be really taken so easy. As you can see, if you study the history of Islam and the groups in Islam, you'll find that all of them, they had a problem in the case of names and qualities or attributes. Probably because understanding the Arabic language, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descended this book, the, the Qur'an, the noble Qur'an, in this language of Arabic, language of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Quraysh people, that some people may not understand this language. Upon the history, when you read the history, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu, while he was the Khalifa, that was about 30 years, and something after the death of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa after the hijrah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he found that some people started to have problems with Arabic language not from the Arabs themselves but people who are coming to the Arabs to learn the Arabic and they are facing problems so it is no no wonder if someone really is having a problem of understanding the ayat of this book of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and the meanings of it through the Arabic language. Also the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is also in pure Arabic. So that's why, that's why the, the first problem happened among the groups was the case of names and qualities or names and attributes. Tonight we are talking about one side of it which is very important and some Muslims are falling into some problems with it. It's the case of naming their children with wrong names to be surfacing or slavery to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that we are supposed to use the names which are, which are correct names whether they are like Muhammad, Ali, Ahmed and so on or with the names with Abd. Abd in Arabic means slave of and slavery in here cannot be for anybody except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are all slaves of Allah wa ta'ala. So we say Abdullah, Abdul Aziz, Abdul Rahman, and so on. Unfortunately, there are some Muslims really misunderstand this case and make name their children by wrong names. Like what? Like Abdul Muttalib. We'll come to this point. Some people say this is the, the, the grandfather of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We'll come to it. We'll come to it. But some people may give different names. Even wrong names. Abdul Kaaba, Abdul Rasul, and so on. Or maybe in some other language like Urdu you hear Ghulam Rasul. As far as I know that this word Ghulam in Urdu is slave. So are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to call our children with these names? We'll see it inshallah tonight in this chapter. As usual we first of all talk about what is the connection between this chapter and the book of Tawheed or Monotheism. The relation is that the names and qualities or attributes is one sect one type of Tawheed, which is three types, Lordship type, or Lordship type, Worship type, and names and attributes type. So they are three, divided by, the, you know, not in the, divided by ulama when they study the, the ayat, Quran, the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they divided Tawheed into these three types. Arthur rahimahullah, he mentioned an ayah and about four the ayah actually he mentioned is talking about a story Allah is telling us about human beings that the husband made a sexual intercourse with his wife so, so she got pregnant and when she was pregnant about delivery shaitan came to them and they say name your child 
with the slave of Al-Harith. Al-Harith is one of the names of Shaytan. Al-Harith is one of the names of Shaytan. Don't mix it with the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said the best names are, yani the true names are Al-Harith and Hammam. This is another case. But Al-Harith in here is one of the names of Shaytan, Iblis. So he came, Iblis came to them and say, name your child with Abd Al-Harith, slave of Al-Harith, or I will do such and such things to your child and he will die before he was born. So they refused, as we see the child of the story. Then he came to the next time, they have had another child ready to go, and he said the same thing. So they were afraid that he will hurt them, their child, so they named him with Abdul Harith, slave of Al-Harith. Actually, this ayah is talking about this story. Uh, in the beginning, when you read this ayah, especially if you start from the true beginning of it, Allah said in his book, هو الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وجعل منها زوجها ليسكن إليها فلما تغشاها حملت حملا خفيفا فلما أدخلت أدعوا الله ربهما لأن أتيتنا صالحا لنكونن من الشاكرين فلما آتاهما صالحا فلما آتاهما صالحا جعل له شركاء فيما آتاهما نعم we have a slight problem here. Some of us serene, unfortunately, made a mistake. Of course, without intention, but they said this ayah was descended on Adam, السلام, and his wife Eve. And that's, of course, impossible. Impossible totally. Because, as we will show later on, inshallah, why it's impossible to be for Adam and, and Eve. السلام. But, actually, this is when we talk about human beings. Because some of the sons of Adam السلام, became prophets. And they worshipped other things than Allah. They worshipped cows, idols, Buddha, Brahma, Krishna, Allah, Al-Uzza, Hubal, Mana, so on. Or they maybe worshipped Isa or Uzair or others. So in this case, they fell into polytheism. Part of this polytheism is to name the child with the name of this letter. Which is another case to say that they are making this child slave of someone other than Allah Ta'ala. Abdul Kaaba, Abdul Rasul, Abdul Hussein, this is very famous among Shia. Abd Ali, Abdul Riva, all of these are not allowed. In fact, it's polyphysic. So in this ayah, Allah Ta'ala is telling us the story of these two fathers, not Adam and Eve, of course, two fathers, who shaitan came to them and scared them. Adam and Eve, alayhim salam, will not accept this, of course, because they know. But these people who came later on, from the, the, the generations of Adam, alayhim salam, and his wife Eve, they were so ignorant, they thought that shaitan is capable of hurting their child. So, they obeyed shaitan in the second time, and they called their son, Abdul Harith, slave of Shaitan, na'udhu billah. Of course, there are some other Mufassirin said that this is meant by uh, Adam and, and Hawa, which we said it is incorrect. Some people say the, first, the beginning of the ayah was for Adam and Hawa, but it changed later on, and the end of the ayah will be for all human beings, especially those ignorant ones who make worshipping, and this is a really weak way to do it, but the best way to say that this ayah is talking about human beings in general, or mankind in general, and whoever is falling in shirk by this is minted by this ayah. Ibn Hazm, in the, in, in, in the book you have, if you have it, it says, Allama. What does Allama in Arabic mean? Allama means a higher, very high scholar. Alim is no scholar. Alama is that higher than just a scholar. Ibn Hazm, by the way, could be counted the, the fifth Imam of school of thoughts. We have first one was Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, then Shafi'i, then Malik, then Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah. These are four major Imams. But we have also Ibn Hazm. Ibn Hazm was one of the major 
Imams who made different way of school of thought called Al-Zawahiri. 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 Al-Zawahiri means they take the ayah and hadith without going inside. They just take it as it is. From the top. Without digging inside. Which is not of course acceptable in Islam. But he is a fantastic and high knowledge Imam. Rahimahullah. He said that all of the Ummah يعني our Muslims were collectively agreed أجمعوا collectively agreed that it is not allowed to use a name like like the slave of Kaaba slave of Amr slave of this slave of that we say collectively agreed there is no objection Except for Abdul Muttalib. Ah, we have a problem here. Not every ulama agreed that Abdul Muttalib is wrong to be used. Some of them say no. We can't say this because this is the grandfather of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Unfortunately, we know that Abdul Muttalib died as a politician. No doubt about that. Even Abdullah, father of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who said so, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi We didn't say. We didn't say. He said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam." Now, a clear hadith about that. We discussed this before. But what I mean is that they don't say in this case because he is the grandfather of Muhammad. But he said, they say that Muhammad himself in the war he said, "Yani the minute when he said, 'Sallallahu alaihi wasallam,' like a poem, he said, 'I am the true prophet. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib.' Usually, Arabs they say, 'Son.'" Even if his grandfather is his son, yani son, not his close father, we know, we know that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi is Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib. So Abdul Muttalib was his grandfather. Now they say since Muhammad said, said this, and Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam wrong thing, so Abdul Muttalib is okay. No, He, we have to differentiate in Arabic especially between just telling something, telling the reality, telling a fact, and accepting this fact. Because the difference. Just to tell the fact, Arabic. We say that people have worshipped Shaitan. There are some people who are worshipping Shaitan now. This is just a fact. We are telling this fact. Are we agreeing with them? Are we agreeing? No. And between the other side, we say that to accept this fact, which is that these people are worshipping Shaitan, so they are right. No. So just to tell the fact is not the case that I am accepting the fact. Now Muhammad was understanding the fact that his grandfather is Abdul Muttalib, and he was a brave man, and he was uh, the leader of Quraysh. That's natural. But he is not saying that, okay, say or call your children Abdul Muttalib. In fact, also that none of the Sahaba called his son Abdul Muttalib. Muhammad himself did not call any of his sons Abdul Muttalib. From the time Muhammad himself from this deen until now. Except for some people who made this wrong, nobody called Abdul Muttalib. Sahaba, all of them, they never called Abdul Muttalib. No, you can't find a Sahabi or a son of a Sahabi, Tabi, and so on. His name is Abdul Muttalib, such and such. So Abdul Muttalib agreed also upon Sahaba that is not acceptable because it's slave of Abdul, uh, slave of Al Muttalib. Al Muttalib was a man. So we are not supposed to make a slavery for a person to a human being or to anything else except Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Then, what about some other names like Ghulam, Ghulam Rasul, Ghulam Nabi? I asked some brothers about uh, uh, Safdar. Safdar. I think this is all the word. I'm, I can't really say if this is if this is acceptable or not. But he said Muhammad Safdar. They say like he is a friend. Me, he's a friend. This is another case. But if it's a slave. Will not, will not accept it. It's not to be acceptable in Islam. So we have to be careful in our lives that we are not using these wrong names. We are not supposed to call our children Ghulam Rasul. Because this is not love of Muhammad Sallallahu Not to love Muhammad means to call our son slave of Muhammad. Because he Sallallahu does not accept. He hates that Sallallahu He changed the name of Abdurrahman ibn Auf, one of the best of the Sahaba, His name before Abdul Rahman, who was his name was Abdul Amr, slave of Amr. Amr is another man. He said, "No, you are not." When he asked him, "What's your name?" He said, "I'm Abdul Amr." He said, "No, you are you are Abdul Rahman." 
who changed his name from Abdurrahman. He's an old, يعني, he's a, an adult man. He's a man now. He's been living all of his life as Abd Amr. Like a person who's ha, ha, spent most of his life as Ghulam Rasul. Now he comes to change his name. Yes, change his name. That's the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He changed the name of Abd Amr to Abdurrahman. So if we have a name like this, whether it's slavery for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or a bad name, or so on, we have to change it. And no problem. And we don't need to slaughter, by the way. Some people, they have the idea that you cannot change the name until you slaughter two uh, sheep, then you can change the name. We have this in Saudi Arabia a long time ago, by the way. I remember this. I remember this uh, here in Saudi Arabia. It was uh, used as, as a culture or uh, maybe part of the deed. They say, if you want to change the name, then you have to slaughter two sheep, then you change the name. No, we don't need this. This is not in the Sunnah of Muhammad Because he changed the name, wrong name, without telling the people to slaughter. So, if we have in our family, our children, our relatives, somebody with the wrong name, we should tell him and advise him to change his name. And no problem, this is not insult to a person. And it's not insult to Muhammad sallallahu This is in fact obeying Muhammad sallallahu because he does not like this. We know upon his sunnah that he does not like someone to call him, his children Abdul Rasul or Abdul Hussein or Abd Ali or Abdul Rida or Abdul Kaaba. Ghulam Muhammad, Ghulam Rasul, Ghulam Nabi. This is not allowed in Islam. We are supposed to obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we love him, we are supposed to follow him. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْذِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a must. We must love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Any Muslim who does not love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not a Muslim. But this love is not just words to say. Not just, not just words to say or some festivals and, and milad we are making. This is not the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The love is to follow. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me. Pattern after me. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to tell people that if you love me, pattern after me. Follow me. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يَخْلِقُمُ اللَّهِ How are we going to pattern after him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to follow his sunnah in everything? He told us in Sahih al-Bukhari, Hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Pray the way you saw me pray. We did not see him of course, but the Sahaba told us how he prayed. So if we really love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will pray the way he prayed. Not only in the movement, but also in the time, but also in the masjid. Every case that he told us to do, we are supposed to do it as much as we can. Every case he told us to refrain from doing it, we should stop doing it. By any means. That's the love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa not the love to call our children Abdul Rasul or Abdul Nabi or Ghulam Rasul and so on. No, this is not the way. In fact, this is disobeying Muhammad sallallahu And the person who does this is in the danger of punishment of Allah wa ta'ala because they disobey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whoever does not obey Allah or obey Muhammad sallallahu and take the way of the mu'mineen then he is going to face a problem in Jahannam the judgment day. We have no other choice. It's not up to us. Right. <coughs> Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu radiallahu anhuma sorry. What's the difference? What's the difference if we say radiallahu anhu or we say radiallahu anhuma? Okay, because they are both. Abdullah, the son, and Al-Abbas both of them are Sahaba. So we're talking about two Sahaba. So we say, Radiallahu Anhuma. By the way, the book you have, you have the book, there's a lot of mistakes. Lately, there's a big mistake in there that say, Allah, may Allah be pleased with him. Okay, this is wrong, wrong type of kind of mistakes, and we have to be careful with it. Ibn Abbas, Radiallahu Anhuma, explain this ayah. Okay, we have to be careful. We're saying he said, but it's not true. This explanation is not true. But, Arthur brought it actually, and he shouldn't have brought it, but since he, as I told you before, a question always drops, comes in here and say, if he is, why is he bringing weak hadith? This hadith we're talking about now is weak. He say, why he brings the weak hadith in, in Tawheed case? I told you before that this Shaykh, Rahimahullah, his system is this. He brings an ayah and or correct hadith, Sahih hadith, that's the case. Then he brings extra hadith, even if it's weak, just to explain. 
But he is not depending on the weak hadith. No. He is depending on the ayat or the, the correct hadith, strong hadith, but he is bringing weak hadith to explain only. Now in this chapter, do we have some ayah? Yes, we have an ayah. Do we have strong hadith? There is no strong hadith in here. But the ayah is enough. Now, this, this hadith he is bringing is just to explain. Although they are weak and maybe rejected also, but we say that he is only explaining. Ibn Abbas as narrated to him, said that Shaitan came to Adam and Eve, Hawa, and he told him that if you do not call your son's name Abdul Harith, I will make him dead or in the other, the complete of the hadith, make him with two horns. Then he will cut your, your stomach. That's to, to, uh, to eat. So they, in the first place they refused, so he came dead. The second case, he, they obeyed him and they called their son Abdul Harith. This is the story of this explanation of Abbas But as we said, very clear that this is incorrect explanation of the ayah to put it on Adam. Maybe in some, some of the sons of, the, of Adam السلام, later on, yes. But for Adam, we know clearly that will not happen to Adam. He's, a, he's a, a prophet of Allah. And a prophet ma'asum. Yani he is not capable of making polytheism. Put this in mind. Prophets and messengers are not allowed by the will of Allah to make polytheism. They can't. So in this case now, how can he say that he's calling his son Abdul Harith, which is Parahism, while he's Adam? So in this case, we understand it later on that that is the case of the sons of Adam. The people who came later on, who were afraid of shaitan, afraid of jinn. And jinn part of shaitan, actually. Shaitan and jinn are almost the same, because shaitan is from jinn. إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ Remember this case. Iblis is one of the jinn. How, is he coming, how did he come with, with angels and pray in the... In the Allah upgraded him because he was a fantastic prayer. But Allah knows about him. Allah knew, absolute knowledge. But he upgraded him because of his good prayer, his good ibadah, worshipping. But Allah knew that he is going to be so bad. However, he is part of the jinn, one of the jinn. So, shaitan or jinn and so on, they are really pushing people to put them in polytheism. Why? Why Shaitan and his tribe of jinn, try, some of them of course, why are they trying to push Bani Adam to be in Jahannam? Because he swore. You can read this in the book of Allah wa ta'ala. He told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأُغُوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ He swearing by Allah wa ta'ala izzah. That Ya Allah, بِعِزَّتِكَ I'll make you the sons of this man into Jahannam. As much as they can. He already made a promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to drag us all to Jahannam. Only those people who will accept. Only those people who will fall into what he is tricking them with. But those good people like you inshallah will not be tricked by, by shaitan easily. No way. Why? Because they know what he is trying to do. One case. Second thing they have their weapon. They are using their weapon against shaitan. What is it? Krashchenko? Bazooka, what is it? What kind of weapon is it? Quran. And zikr of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the, the weapon. That's the weapon that shaitan cannot really resist or face. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book that Quran is a complete protection for us. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in the hadith when he talked to Abdullah ibn Habib, al-Sulami radiallahu anhu, and he said, say, so he, he said, the Sahabi, I don't know what to say, he told me, say, قُلْهُ اللَّهُ وَحَدُ قُلْ عَوْدُ رَبِّ الْبَلَقُ قُلْ عَوْدُ رَبِّ النَّاسِ Three times in the morning, three times in the evening, will protect you from everything. تَحْمِيكَ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Who say so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is this from his own mind? His idea? No. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحِي يُوحَى Whatever he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is wahi from if we really follow this, we have a strong weapon that shaitan cannot resist and cannot drive us, drive us strongly to the wrong way. Because he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, gave us the weapon to use against shaitan. So,
So do you think that we are capable of doing this while Adam cannot do it? That's impossible, of course. Adam is a prophet and he is protected by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, so we will not really accept that. Again to say, if Shaitan really already dragged some of the sons of Adam to do such a wrong thing or wrong mistake, which is polytheism to call their children with slavery to someone other than Allah Ta'ala, we are supposed to be careful in this case not to fall into it and to remember that it is a case that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told us clearly to refrain from doing it. I would love to, I'd like to remind you of the three warnings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad gave us three warnings. Three, three important warnings to save his ummah from falling into politics. He warned us from exaggerating in five persons. He warned us from constructing buildings on grace. He warned us from praying into the graveyard. Why? Are these polytheism? No. These three actions are not polytheism. Exaggerating in pious persons, constructing buildings onto graves, praying in the graveyard, besides the graves. These are three actions, and they are not actually polytheism. But they are very strong way to polytheism. As Allah told us in his holy book, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ Do not, in the meaning of the ayah, do not follow the steps of shaitan. Shaitan, if he can push the person directly to cover, he will do. But if he cannot, he will drag him beast by beast, step by step. Step by step until he falls into polytheism, which is actually takes out the person from Islam totally. Excluded from Islam totally, as we are told in the book of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Then, in this case, when someone wants to show his love to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so he called his son Abdul Rasul or Ghulam Rasul or Ghulam Nabi or Ghulam Muhammad or Abdul Masih. You heard of Abdul Masih? This is among Christians, by the way. They call Abdul Masih. Abdul Lat, Abdul Uzza, that was an Arab before. Abdul Uzza means the slave of Al Uzza, which was one of the idols of, of uh, Arabs in that time. So, when we tell him that this is wrong and be careful, this is not allowed in Islam, it could lead to polytheism and this polytheism could kick you out of Islam, then we are telling him, we are giving him identified. We are telling him, use, Yaqin Subhanallah, you call your son Muhammad, call him Abdullah. Muhammad Sallallahu in clear hadith, he told us the best names or the most beloved names to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Abdullah wa Abdul Rahman. Call your son Abdullah, call him Abdurrahman, call him Muhammad, call him Ali, call him Al-Hussein, Hassan, Names, Alhamdulillah, a lot, a lot of good names will remind you and remind your child of Sahaba, of Muhammad Call him the, the names of the prophets, messengers, Yusuf, السلام, Musa, Ibrahim. When you call him with these names, yani just put this in mind, this, this is another case of, of uh, treating the children, taking care of the children. When your child goes to, when the child goes to the school and they ask him, what's your name? He will say, my name is Muhammad, after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My name is Ali, after Ali ibn Abi Talib. My name is George, after George Bush. What's the difference in here? When the daughter goes to the school, what's your name? My name is Khadija, Aisha, Fatima, Allahu Akbar. Or, Katrina, Kumar, 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 yalla, name, after who, after that cricket player, mashallah, fantastic, very famous, his name is Kumar, so I call my name from Kumar, yes, astaghfirullah, or he call him Abd, such and such, this is going to affect the child, he will be proud of his name because it's after famous people, when your, your son's name is Musa, that's me, Okay. His means, his mentioned his name is 129 times in Quran. Musa, this is the name which is mentioned in the holy book of Allah. Noble Quran, 129 times. Muhammad Zayd, the first name of Sahaba mentioned in Quran, the only one. Go, call him these names and tell him, my son, your name is in Quran. Ibrahim. 
on. Tell him you, my son, your name is Ali after Ali bin Abi Talib, the man who was this and this and this. Your name is this and this. Subhanallah. Then he will feel proud. Tell your daughter, your name is Aisha. Because our mother is Aisha. Your name is Maimuna. Our mother is Maimuna. She is our mother, all mu'mini. وَأَزْوَاجُهُ أُمَّهَاتُهُمْ So they are our mothers. We respect them, we love them. So when we call our... Why, why go and import these strange names from outside? Just because they are English names, French names. So they want to make their children, you know, civilized people. When they call them, you know, George, Tom, this, that. You know. They want to make their children feel... When they go to the, the market, what's their name? Oh, my name is Tom. Alright. Just to make just to make people like Subhanallah al We are Muslims. We are supposed to be proud of what we have. Only as I told you before, I'm still repeating, only the one who resembles the others is the parrot. Right? And sometimes the monkey. And we are not, inshaAllah. We are Muslims. We are proud of what we have. We have this deen of Allah Taala, this deen which is descended to Muhammad Sallallahu we are supposed to be proud of it. Call people for it. You are giving them a fantastic, fantastic yani, thing that they are going to live with. These people on the whole world, including the West, are feeling so bad. So what you are actually doing to them, you are giving them fantastic things to make them happy in dunya and akhirah. Why do we feel that what we have is nothing, the others are having this? Just because they are having airplanes and missiles? Okay, they are, they are creating things to destroy human beings. And we have something to save human beings. Not in the body, but also in the mind and heart. We are making them happy. Just imagine any enemy of Islam, in one second he become a Muslim, he become our brother. Whatever he has done before, no problem. Yes, he moved to Islam, and Alhamdulillah, he's our brother, and he is having the happiness. Ask if you want the, the truth, if you want to see a clear, clear and a clear fact of what happened to these people who were kafirs before, and they become Muslims. Ask them. You will be so amazed when you see a Hindu or a Sikh or a, a Buddhist or a Christian or whoever it is, he become a Muslim. See how big difference happened to him in his life. How much happiness he's because we, are, we were born Muslims, all of us, and we are living among Muslim families. We don't feel, we don't feel how much we have. Like a boy who is born in, among a family, a rich family, he doesn't feel, he's eating, but he doesn't care about what he's eating. It's just regular to me, every day he's going to have the same thing, what's the problem? But if you bring a, a poor person and you give him some good food, it differs in here. Now those people are so poor for happiness of Islam. And when they taste it, they stick to it. They love it. They become, they become bitter than us as Muslims. Wallahi, some of them, they become bitter than us in their salah, in their ibadah, in their da'wah. Some of you, they know one of the brothers, I don't want to say his name, but he's, mashallah, fantastic. He was a Hindu. And he was one of the high levels of Hindus. You know the levels of Hindus. Brahmas, this, that, that, three go to children. He was one of the top levels of Hindus. And when he accepted Islam, when he reverted to Islam, which is the correct word, he became different, totally different. He paid from his own money for one night, 34,000 riyals for one lecture in intercontinental. Why? Why he does this from his own money? Because he loves this deal. While Muslims, people who were born Muslims, lived as Muslims, families Muslims, ah. Oh. They are so lazy to think about this deen. Ah, fantastic for me to come to Salah, Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah, I'm I'm the best. I come to Salah, MashaAllah, JazakAllah, fantastic. Is this all? All, you can, all we can do is just to come for Salah, and khalas? All we can do is just say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, ago, then we are in our life, covering the cavalry. SubhanAllah, And these cavalry, when they accept Islam, they make a big difference? You know, Sheikh, Yusuf Estes, an American, white American. So nobody say that he's a colored or he's from uh, previous country, Muslim countries. He was a priest and his father was a priest and his brother was a priest. But subhanallah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that he deserved to be a Muslim, he gave him hidayah. He came to Islam 
and he became one of the best da'ya in the United States now. Subhanallah. Yahdi may yasha'a. Who gave him hidayah? You and I? Nobody. In fact, the one who made da'wah to him, by the way, a regular person, a regular Muslim, a Muslim who is shaving his beard, smoking cigarettes, more than regular. But just subhanallah, he talked to him once, twice, three times until he convinced him that Islam is fantastic. Then the one who was convinced became a lot better than who was the one who convinced. Put this in mind. Maybe one day you and I will call a person, any one of us call a person, and he become a Muslim and he become a lot better than us. And he make a lot of da'wah and he call a lot of people to Islam and we are gaining the same ajr or good deeds he is gaining. Put this in mind. Put this in mind. We went far away from the topic, but this we are finishing the topic actually. In this way, that a Muslim should really always think of what, think of what he is supposed to be in this life. Not only a regular Muslim. Regular Muslim, he prays, he fasts Ramadan, he pays zakah if he does, he goes for Hajj and Amrah once or twice or three times, and khalaf. And the rest of his life, he's busy with dunya, busy with channels, Bollywood and Hollywood and so on. This is not true Islam. True Islam is to look for Islam and to die for Islam. As Allah told us in the, in the, 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 the ayah, telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قل يعني سيا محمد إن صلاتي ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لله all for Allah my salah my hajj and umrah my life my death is only for Allah so you own nothing of your life you own nothing of your money you own nothing of your mind all for Allah سبحانه وتعالى you have no choice you are not allowed to finish your, your life because it's not yours. It's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your death has to be the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Your life, all your life, from 7 o'clock in the morning until the 6, 7 o'clock in the morning to next day, is not for you. It's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the case, we mean not that you're going to pray all the time in the masjid and stay in the masjid. My life is for Allah, then I'll be in the masjid. Wrong. The correct thing is to practice the life of Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad sallallahu did he stay in the masjid over there? He sallallahu married women, he sleep, he slept, he ate, he did everything. He is a human being. That's why Allah sallallahu a human being like us, so we can take him as an example. What if, we, what if suppose Allah sallallahu alayhi an angel? Just imagine. Imagine that our messenger was an angel. If he was an angel, people would say, well, we cannot copy an angel, we cannot follow an angel. He's an angel, he doesn't need to eat or sleep or die. We are not angels, we are human beings. I was listening to Muhammad, we are human beings like you. Eat and sleep and die, and get sick, and marry. So he is our example, complete example. Exactly example. You want to know Islam? Read his life story, then you will know how he practices. A case we have to really remind ourselves, myself and you, about that we have about 20, 10 days from now, we are waiting for Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the life to reach Ramadan and give us the life to live Ramadan the way that He loves us. That the way He loves, that we do it. Ramadan, brothers, is another occasion, fantastic occasion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving His slaves to use, to enjoy and to have more good deeds. Those people who are working in business, they usually study the market. When to put this kind of merchandise into the market? When to put this kind of merchandise? Times of schools, they bring all sorts of books and pencils and pens, okay? But in the time of the, of the uh, summer vacation, they bring something else. Games or uh, things to play with. Just imagine there's a businessman is bringing the games and things on the time of starting the school. And when the school is finished, he brings pencils and pills. What do you think of it? He doesn't know where the business. This guy does not know business. He, he loses. Now all of us are giving us this occasion of Ramadan. What are we going to do with it? That's the key. Like the others, or maybe some people are sick of Ramadan, because they cannot eat 
drink or smoke during the day. That's why you see a lot of people in Ramadan, either like this and drive high, and strangely, and they are so bad timber. Subhanallah, Ramadan is for this. Say, don't talk to me, I'm fasting. Say, no, Subhanallah, you are fasting, so I'll not talk to you. Means that I'm having a bad timber. Yes, he's having a bad temper because he cannot reach thing, bad things he's used to doing. Especially in case of smoke, cigarettes. Those people who are smoking usually cannot really stay 15 hours or 14 hours without smoking. And when they are like this, they are becoming bad timber. By timber action. Now, Ramadan actually is another occasion. A fantastic occasion for us to get closer to Allah. We want to get closer to Allah. We want to be beloved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is that? Easy and simple. Easy and simple. Just take this fantastic training time to train yourself to be true Muslim. You are leaving the food, you are leaving your desire the whole day. Why? Because Allah told you to do it. Can't I hide in somewhere and eat and drink? I can't. Nobody sees me. Except he's Right? So, this يعني الصلاة we have to pray with jama'ah and then if we are, we are missed from jama'ah people will talk to us why you are not praying with jama'ah but Ramadan fasting Ramadan who will know that you are fasting or not no but except he subhanahu wa ta'ala so people who do not want to fast they can show people that we are tired and we are fasting but when they go somewhere another they eat and I have seen this by myself here in Riyadh they are first people they are fasting and they are high somewhere and they eat and drink or smoke this is a training. How much we will pay for courses of training for, to improve our skills in our jobs and so on. So this is a, an, a free and fantastic occasion and training to train ourselves to be patient. We are living things that we love and desire just because He wants us to do so. And then Quran, reciting Quran this month, is diverse. Most of ulama, sahaba and so on after, they are always using this month to recite Qur'an. Al-Shafi as an example, rahimahullah, used, used to finish Qur'an every three days before Ramadan. In Ramadan, he finishes twice. Ah, that's impossible. But do say, it's impossible. Say something, you know, acceptable. That's what they have told us. And it's not impossible at all. I have seen this, some people do this. But what I say, I'm not asking myself and you to do this because we are too weak to do it. Let's just put in our mind that during this Ramadan, we are supposed to finish the Quran, the citation for Quran, not less than twice or three times. Do it. Try. What is the benefit? First of all, the ajr, the deed. Every one single letter of Quran is a deed. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alif Lam Mim Alif Harf Lam Harf Mim Harf Each Harf is 10 Hasanat Al Hasanat Bi Ashri Amthalia Now just imagine how many letters in Quran I cannot, I don't know But thousands Now thousands and hundreds of thousands you are going to gain when you recite this book of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala This is the case of Ajr The case of treatment of you yourself that when you recite Quran you feel inside calm الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب الله أكبر this is what Allah told us سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن that مؤمنين when they recite Quran they get calm they, they, they feel peace inside they relax because of Quran and you know how many people tried and made experiments about this even in the kafirs and they found out that this Qur'an is affecting even Kafirs. Yes, that's not only in here, but before. When Umar ibn Khattab was a Kafir, and he came in to his sister's house, Fatima bint al-Khattab, he heard the Qur'an was recited there, secretly, because they were afraid of him. Muslims in Mecca that time were so, so limited. But when he came in and heard the Qur'an, he changed 100%. 180 degree. Just because he heard the Qur'an. So many people when they hear Qur'an, even if they didn't know Arabic, they are affected by it. 
some of these new Muslims in here, in the accepted Islam and Riyad as an example, they tell us clearly that sometimes we just heard the Quran once, we are affected. We feel something side inside is moving. Something is shocking us. We know what is this. I don't want to repeat the story of this Filipino magician when he came to Riyadh as a magician, but he was hiding under a job, and he once called the devil James into his house, his room, and for the good, yani, uh, fortunate of him, TV was on, and it was closing with Quran, so these devil James who have called ran away when they heard the Quran. And he was amazed. So he went, he asked some of his Saudi colleagues, Ishhada Quran, what is Quran? So the Quran is what the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descended to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as was descended to Isa alayhi salam, which is the Bible which has been changed and so on. So he started to read about Quran and he studied the Quran, then he knew that this is the true deen, so he left all of this and that story was broadcasted on Saudi Riyadh radio. Now, brothers, I urge myself, first place, but my brothers, to think that Ramadan is not a regular month to go. And not a month of festivals. Some Muslims in Ramadan come, they make a lot of lights in there, and so some, they slaughter some sheep, and they have some nice nights. This is Ramadan, we have to be happy when Ramadan comes with these lights. Don't be happy with lights. Be happy with lights inside. Lights, lights on your heart with Quran. Light on your heart with the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Light on your heart with, with salah. Try to do as much as you can of prayer. Pray taraweeh with jama'ah, with imam. Listen to Quran when he recites Even if you don't know Arabic, no problem, just listen to it. And I'm sure that most of you, but even not all of you, they know Quran when they hear Try to dig out what is the meaning of this Quran. Go and read Alhamdulillah, the translations of the meanings of Quran is available. Read it. So I understand what the Allah is talking to you. Ya yuhaladina amin. You are one of the ladina amin. He's talking to you. Abdul Masaudah he said. Abdul Rahman. He said when you hear Ya yuhaladina amin. Listen to it. Not by ear only but your heart also. Because it is whether Allah is telling you to do something or telling you not to do something. So he's talking to you. Aren't you one of the mu'mini? You are one of the mu'mini. Ya yuhaladina amin. You are called. You are called. Allah is calling to you. Listen to him. What he wants from you. If I call you you do not tell me I'll get angry at if you call me and ask you, you'll get angry. Just imagine you're talking to me, Abu Musa, and I go and leave you alone. What do you do? This guy is uh, overstrating himself. What does he look to me? What does he listen to me when I talk to him? I'm calling him by his name. He's like, hey, Allah is calling you, yeah. You are a woman. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Oh, people who believe. Come, listen to him. What do you want? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's telling you, do this, don't do that. Listen to him. And listening to him is not only to listen to the recitation, but also to read what does it mean if you do not speak. Even though Arabs don't speak Arabic, they don't speak Quran, they understand it, by the way. Because most Arabs now they speak Patha language, not Arabic language. You know Patha language? That is not Quran language. Quran language, language is the Arabic standard language. Even from Saudi, they don't know it. Most of them. Or the other Arabs, Egyptians and others. I don't want to comment, you know. But, we need to read what, is, what these ayat means. What Allah wants us to do. What Allah wants us not to do. This part of it. Reading Quran. Also salah. Also fasting the Ramadan with correct fasting. Not fasting to stop eating and drinking and going to bed. With wife. This not that fasting. This part of it. But most of it is to be, to stop doing any wrong thing, especially polytheism. First of all, if anyone who is going to polytheism, he must stop. This is the most important thing in, in the fasting. Anything he's doing is haram. Prohibited sins, major sins. Move it away. Don't spend the day of the Ramadan if you are free, just go on through these channels. Because you are breaking your fasting, you are destroying this fasting. You are gaining worse things, especially in Ramadan, this is a really, very really bad thing to do. Just to stop drinking and eating and doing bad things, that's even worse. Some people, they stop drinking and eating, they start to Backbiting, backbiting people. Subhanallah al They they leave halal things, eating and drinking and they do haram things. How is this? So what I advise myself in the first and my brothers is to use this Ramadan month the best way. Use it by fasting it, by praying in it, by reciting Quran in it, by doing your best to be nice with the Muslims, even if they are bad with you. 
Try to train yourself. We pay money to train ourselves, to, train, to have courses and training. Try to train yourself to be nice with the people who are bad with you. Can you? Not so easy. I think it's true. Is that so easy somebody come and they call you bad names? I say, Jazakallah khair, hayyakallah yaakhi, shukran, salam alaykum. How many people can do this? Oh, not so much people. Timber is timber there. And there's the, you know, like the car when it gets hit. Yalla, ma'at salama. So, training ourselves to be nice to people, Muslim people, Muslim brothers, is a way to fast Ramadan. Because if you do so, then you are making the da'wah but in the, by action, not by words. And da'wah by actions is better, a lot better than just words. Because if you make da'wah, uh, come to Islam, this is done. But if you make da'wah by action, by the way of treating people, by the way of act, reacting to people, that's the best da'wah. Because they don't want words. They heard a lot of words. They read a lot of books. But they never met a true Muslim who acts with Islam. We want to act with Islam. Indonesia, Malaysia, all Southeast Asia, they accepted Islam because of the way of acting of the Muslim traders who went there. No single army, no single soldier went to this area to fight for Islam, by the way. All those good Muslim traders went there and they were trading not only the business, buying and, and selling, but the way of acting of a Muslim, a true Muslim. Not to cheat, not to do this, not to be nice with people, to call them slowly, then dawah. Now, Indonesia, Malaysia, other areas, including Philippines, before the US, Spanish came and, and, and occupied it and changed the religion of their country, it was a Muslim country. What we need is to train ourselves, especially in Ramadan, how to control our temper. Somebody came and he put his car in front of your car and started to shout at you. Jazakallah khair. Let him go. You are getting gadget. And you keep your fasting. Just keep in Ramadan. And so on. This, these are a lot of things to discuss. Whatever. I think time is enough for this. Jazakallah khair for listening. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Yes, uh, before I forget, Sheikh Mtiaz is reminding me. Next week, uh, I apologize. I cannot come. And after that will be Ramadan, inshallah. There is no dirt in Ramadan. Uh, also, two weeks of Shawwal. Then we will start, inshallah, the dirt again in the mid of Shawwal, inshallah. Sheikh Mtiaz will send you a message about that, inshallah, in the email. Keep in touch, inshallah, and we'll be there together, inshallah. But so, from this now until, inshallah, state of uh, Shawwal, I hope that Allah Ta'ala will keep you in the right track, will keep you safe and Happy, and we'll meet you, inshallah, there. If we don't meet in dunya, we'll meet, inshallah, in Jannah. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Taqwa? Okay. What is taqwa? Somebody's asking, what is taqwa? How many words mentioned in the Quran, the word taqwa? At-taqullah, al-muttaqoon, taqwa. What does it mean? If this is too hot, T-O-O, too hot, means I cannot touch it, right? Unless I have something, right? Now, taqwa is to put something between you and the anger of Allah. So you will not be hurt by the anger of Allah. What is this taqwa? Something I can buy? No. It's the case that to avoid making him angry, subhanahu wa ta'ala. By doing what he told you to do, and leaving what he told you not to do. Very easy and very simple. Like in Ramadan, what you do? You leave eating. You are so hungry. Uh, you will be so thirsty, of course, because you are in the midst of the summer, mashallah. And summer of Riyadh is, uh, you know, huh? you maybe you can't even move your tongue. Why can't you just go hide in the kitchen and drink something? Nobody knows. He knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why you do this? Because you want to have taqwa, so we will not get so angry with you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, so you will be min al-mustaqeen. So taqwa is to put something between you and the anger of Allah. And taj'ala baynaka wa bayna adab Allah That's the explanation of Umar ibn Khattab, and he gave an example. When somebody asked him about taqwa, he said, Have you ever walked in a path where there are some, yani, what do you call it, needles? Huh? Move? Turn. What do you do? You will move 
not to fall into them, not to touch them, right? That's nothing. You are trying not to just, you are trying to avoid them. Huh? Just avoid the anger of Allah Taala by doing what He told you to do and doing what He told you to do. So easy, so good. What is the meaning of name Abdul Sabur? Abdul Sabur? Abdul Sabur? No, Abdul Sabur is not the same. Abdul Sabur is. Okay. Abdul Sabur is. I never heard of this. Because Sabur is the name of Allah? Yani, huh? No, this is a dua. Yeah, but is the name? That's the case. So, before you go on for any name for your child, make sure that this name you are going to make a slavery to it is the name of Allah. And the name of Allah is how many? 99? No, more than that. Huh? Allah. So, what we say is this if, there, if you want to call your son as, with a name, with a slavery name, Abd, go and read the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah, so Abdullah Qasim. Allah, the Allah, 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 Al-Malik. So you can say Abdul Malik, Al-Qudus, Abdul Qudus, Al-Salam, Abdul Salam. Okay, and so on. You find so many names. And you're not going to have more than boys you call them with Abd. Do worry. So names of Allah are Allah. Do worry. Yes, Subhanallah, Subbuh, Quddus, Rabbul Malaika, Subbuh, Yani Subhan in Arabic means I, Yani, try to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purity for any bad thing. So yes, Subbuh is pure, but is this the name of Allah? This is the question here. That's the question. You, make, you have to make sure that this is the name of Allah before you use it. As Sabur also. Sabur is a different name which means the one who is having a lot of patience. But is this the name of Allah again to have to, to double check? Sorry? Abdul Rabbi. Al Rabb. Because Allah is the Rabbi Rabb of everything. Abdul Rabb. Abdul Rabbi. Abdul Rabbi is okay. Because Al Rabb Rab is, is the Lord of everything. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdul Samad. Al Samad is the one who is everybody going to him. Allah Samad. Allah Samad. Al Samad means the one who is everybody is going to. That's the one of the meanings. Everybody is, he makes Samad smooth to him, goes to him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rauf is the one who is a lot merciful with people. Ra'fa, Ra'fa means like Rahma, like being nice with people and take care of them and so on. So Abdul Rauf is okay. Rauf is the name of Allah Taala. Or Rauf Rahim in the other ayah. Aisha Marzuka. And this one name now? What is two names now? Aisha is the name, Marzuka is the name. So we have to put two names in the same time now. No, should not be done. Whether Aisha or Marzuka. Marzuka means the, the, the girl who are giving risk. A lot of risk there. So Marzuka. Say Arabic Marzuka for the man, Marzuka for the girl. But Aisha is better, of course, because the, she's our mother. Yes, brother. The name of love and not just because 99 or. No, it's not. Okay. Names of Allah are more than 99. Okay, there is a hadith to say that Allah has, has 99 names, but that is not, doesn't mean that He has no more. Because there is another hadith to say that Muhammad said, he asked Allah Taala by all of his names that people know and people do not know. أسألك بكل اسم ولا سميت به نفسك أو أنزلته في كتابك أو علمته واحد من خلقك أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك. Some names are already with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala never knows in the ghayb never knows. So how are we going to, to, to say 99 names and he have no more than that? An example. If I tell you I have 100 riyals, does it mean he doesn't have any more money? Only 100 riyals? No, I have 100 years in my bucket here, maybe another 100 here, maybe another 100 in the, in the account, in the bank. So, Muhammad said, Muhammad said, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ اسْمًا مَنْ أَحْطَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ يعني Allah has 99 names. طيب, that means, he has no more names? No, 
just me. If he says Allah has only 99 names, ah, then we'll use it. Yeah. But he says Allah has 99 names. As you say, I have 100 riyas. It means maybe I have 20 riyas in here, 10 riyas in here, 20 riyas in my, uh, my house. So uh, it's not only 100 riyas. Right. Is that Mullah Khair? We'll see you, inshallah, after Ramadan. Take care of yourself.